You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ in others, and grows together in our faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on Ash Wednesday, February 17, 2021, by the Reverend Steve Best, Associate for Couples and Family Life at St. Thomas.
And so what I'd like to offer this day is a few observations that might help us, well, let's say, take the next chapter, turn the page to the next chapter of life that has been ongoing. To enter with a kind of freedom that might liberate us from arrested development, that may still be present with us, and help us to reset, reboot, as we prepare for Easter in a new way, recalibrating our spiritual compasses. A few words about giving things up. If Lent is traditionally about giving something up, I dare say there's probably not one of us that hasn't involuntarily given up something this pandemic. Sporting events, the live performances, theater, symphony, haircuts, all these separate, um, celebrations and separations from family, travel for sure, social events, volunteering, even the church, financial security, and even the sweet communion of the Eucharist. Fasting and that kind of doing without has imposed, imposed upon us this kind of emotional trigger, a grief reaction, a rest of faith development, like what the Bishop of Missouri observed. So, quite honestly, the thought of giving more things up for Lent is meant, at least for me, with internal resistance. Unless we're talking about fasting from fear or disappointment or frustration. I don't know about you, but I hunger for hope. Not only for myself, but my family for sure, dear people of God, that's us here gathered virtually. This song, our perception from ashes to Easter, is propelled by grace. Now, in today's gospel lesson, by the way, any of these readers today really preach their own sermon, so I'm going to try not to get in the way of what the message already is. There's a beautiful reading of the poem as well. In today's gospel lesson, we're presenting the traditional acts of piety and devotion, characteristic of Christians in Lent, the almsgiving, the prayer, the fasting, all important. But today, I want to take a closer look at fasting. Frequently, our conversations around fasting and Lent have more to do with type of dieting. Well, I'm consuming less of this, less TV, or less chocolate, and so forth. But today, I think, because we so hunger for hope, we really are needing to look for the heavenly manna that truly is nutritious and life-propelling. Fasting, of course, I think immediately with fasting, I think of food. I want to tell you about one of the best spiritual bakeries around, the annual St. Thomas Reflection Booklet. I have to confess, I got to the bakery, well, towards the front of the line, did I savor the bread? No. I followed it up in one city. <laughs> I didn't realize how hungry I was for hope and how hungry I was to hear from you, my friends, fellow travelers, those who have supported my journey and my ministries for all these years. Thank you for the great ways that you've shown that even though we may have been in Lent emotionally, we do move forward in a procession to Easter. The involuntary path is courtesy of this probably months of old Lent. It's so strong but yet the invitation that is stronger is to pass from self-absorption and individualism. With all the losses this past year, it is so tempting to get stuck, and that's the development again, on all that we've lost, 
ignore the needs of others. While it's understandable that we would be stuck there, the deeper treasure that the gospel talks about today is that there is something beyond what we can see. And I believe that's the spiritual bonds that unite us. The words of the prophet Isaiah ring so loudly today. Is not this the best I choose? To loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the bonds of a yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. This Easter promise always leads us to compassion, greater compassion for others. Okay, so maybe some of us have moved this morning with a folded paper to something far more important, something valuable, like the COVID-19 vaccine. One of the most beautiful examples that I have encountered during this protected land is the Tulane tribe, who, after experiencing an outage of power, voluntarily opened their distribution centers to non-natives so the vaccine could not, could not, and could not be wasted. And who did they prioritize? The Marysville school teachers. And I can't tell you, I know such a teacher. It was transformative. There's been tension between the tribe and the Marysville community, and this act of racial justice and equity was, was chilling in a very, very powerful way. Chilling the sense that the spirit was moving. I know God isn't done with us, and in so many more ways than the new life of, of Jesus Christ, in the form of Easter arriving, Easter procession in the context of Lent. They're not binary. God is present still in Lent. But we have to look for the food, and we have to look for the opportunities. I would propose that one of the things that we consider fasting from is community. Isn't it true that the Christian Church is famous for doing amazing ministries and then not telling anyone about it? <laughs> now, this is not the kind of secret keeping that the Gospel is talking about in today's scripture. We need to see that there's a big difference between the publicity that is self serving, the trumpet blowing, from the kind of highlighting. Of, of the visibility of hope and action, of, of charity in the best possible way, ways in which we are blowing the trumpet in the Isaiah kind of way, which is announcing that God is speaking and God is acting. And he wants us to be the actors as well. Not actors as a hypocrite, but those who act. The gospel in action. There is a survey of younger adults, 35 under, they indicated that the first thing they think of when they hear the word Christian is two words, judgmental and homophobic. I give you now, it was chilling for me to read that. This group has always been on my mind, especially now that our Rachel, or our Rachel is in this group. We may deeply concerned that we and older generations are failing to pass on the faith, and that we are blocked from hearing about the faith of younger folks who have a whole lot to say in a breath of fresh air. And so when I think about that, I think about how do we open our hearts? How do we open all of our doors? We are blessed with the technology to have a lot of folks that have come into the virtual doors of this beautiful place that we have here, this St. Thomas uh, Sanctuary of Dave. 
we have we've entered in a, a type of, of way of being with each other that's been more expansive in many ways. And so now people can come into our community, they don't have to worry about whether they can be judged, about how they look, about what kind of partner they love, the color of their skin, or simply those who prefer, uh, really prefer to pray in secret and rather be in public and exposed. Now, I realize that technology hasn't opened the doors for everyone. There's still a lot of folks who don't have devices or ones that don't work or they're too hard to figure out. But I do think this is a symbol of this open heart, open door, uh, length of journey that I think we're called to do. Otherwise, we're going to go back to the arrest of development and be frozen in time. As it, wonderful as purple is, um, I'm eager to get to white again. It's the color of, of Easter. So in this post-Lenten recalibrated church that's emerged right in our midst, we look at the freedom, the freedom from all the isms that harm people and ourselves, and especially redefine our mission to focus on those who have been excluded by organized and institutionalized religion, alienated from Christianity, as we are called to be a movement from ashes to Easter, knowing that Jesus is the bread of life, the bread that sustains us, sustain uh, the Israelites in their wilderness journey. And this, this new life is, is breaking in, and this hunger for hope that we all have is knocking right at our door. Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website, www.stthomasmedina.org. That's www.stthomasmedina.org.